Hi, everybody. Alan Arnett here on the podcast on alanarnett.com. It's Sunday, May 2nd, 2021, and we're going to talk about Everest 2021. Well, you know, I guess the big news last week as we do this weekend update is that um, it was really about COVID in the news, but uh, there at base camp, it was about climbing. So there's this really interesting phenomenon going on that uh, we know that there is COVID or there has been COVID at base camp. Uh, you know, by my estimate, anywhere from 10 to 40 people uh, have had it and been evacuated or have it or in, and are in isolation in their tent uh, at, at base camp. But uh, it's very, very difficult to get any information from anybody. The Ministry of Tourism is denying that there's any cases other than one, and they said that ended up being pneumonia. And the guides themselves, both uh, foreign guides and domestic guides, are not talking about it, really. Um, you know, in the, if they do mention it, they say that their team is in isolation, they're in their bubble, and that nobody on their team has it, in spite of the fact that we do know that uh, a handful of teams have had multiple cases uh, in their in their um in their team. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I, you know, not wishing bad on anybody. Want to see everybody, you know, make the summit and get back home safely. And uh, so that's what they've been doing this past week is a lot of rotations going up and down uh, to uh, up to camp one and up to camp two. Some people uh, were content just to spend a few nights at uh, camp two and then come back down. Um, some people went up and they tagged camp three on a Lotsey face. And then they came back down to two and on back down to base camp. You know, it's really very different than when I first climbed uh, Everest back in 2002. There we made uh, one rotation up to Camp 1 and then back down Base Camp. The second time we went up to Camp 1, spent a night, and then to Camp 2 and spent three or four nights, and then we went back down. And then the third rotation, we went directly to Camp 2, and then we went up and we spent a night at Camp 3. Now, mind you, at this point, we haven't been using supplemental oxygen at all, but we spent a very miserable night at Camp 3, and then we came all the way back down to 2 and then Base Camp and waited for the weather window to go for the summit. So that was a total at that point of going through the icefall six times, three round trips, and another round trip going to the summit and back. So, you know, given the icefall uh, has, you know, shown itself to be pretty ugly in the last decade or so, most teams now are trying to avoid spending as, as little time or trying to minimize the amount of time they spend in the icefall by going and doing a pre-acclimatization on a peak like Lobache uh, or Island Peak around 20,000 feet. So that would eliminate one of those rotations. And then when they do go through the ice fall for the first time, they go up and they spend a couple of nights at camp one, and then a long time at camp two, or advanced base camp, maybe three, even four nights, and then they incorporate going up and tagging camp three at 23,000 feet or around 7,000 meters. Uh, many teams don't spend the night anymore at camp three. They just go up and spend the day. It's really a day hike, if you want to call it a hike. Uh, and they go up and just spend the, you know, just spend the day going up to 7,000 meters, yet maybe you have lunch up there, you hang around for half an hour, maybe an hour, then you come back down and call it good. And send them back down to base camp, and now they wait for the weather window. And there's a handful of teams that have done exactly that in 2021. And now they're waiting for the weather window to arrive so that they can then make their summit bid. The, uh, the rope fixing teams, the Sherpas that are doing incredibly hard work, they've got the ropes up to the South Pole. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got the, the uh, to the summit today on Sunday, May 2nd. Uh, but we'll hear about that in a day or so. Um, you know, so then as soon as those ropes are in, and, you know, it's Katie bar the door, look out. Uh, people are going to be heading for the summit in droves, especially those 
that uh, feel like they've completed their acclimatization. Uh, you know, one of the other things that has to happen, though, is that the um, South Coal has to be stocked with tents. And most importantly, is that supplemental oxygen tanks that they're going to use on the summit bid. You usually start using supplemental oxygen about half a liter a minute at Camp 3 and the, use it going up to the South Coal, which is also Camp 4. And then you begin running at uh, probably four. Uh, some people do six uh, liters per minute up to the summit and back down to Camp 2. But you've got to have those oxygen tanks stashed at Camp uh, 4 at the South Coal before you can do anything. And that's really the gating factor. So I think we're going to see a lot of Sherpa activity on the mountains this coming up, coming week, stocking the South Coal, stocking Camp 3, um, resupplying Camp 2. And then uh, once those ropes are in and, uh, and the weather continues to be just amazingly good, you know, the jet stream, there's a huge high pressure, which is just dominating, you know, this part of the world. And this it's keeping the, the uh, jet stream either to the south or to the north. And, you know, it's just, I mean, Everest is just incredible. I don't think I've ever seen uh, a low winds like this in early May. Remember 2019, we had a cyclone <laughs> that was happening. So that entire first week of May was really lost. But this year, it could not be sweeter. I mean, my gosh, it's just, you know, low, low winds around uh, under 30 miles an hour at the gust. And typically in the Coombe and Camp 2, it's maybe 10, 15. 15 miles an hour, you know, so it's really very nice. The temperatures are warming up nicely as we leave a very cold April and move into May. At base camp, the high has been around 32 degrees Fahrenheit up at Camp 2. Um, the usually looking at the weather stations up there, uh, their highs have been in the in the uh, low 20s. So, you know, overall, not bad for, you know, being on Mount Everest. I mean, so you got to take everything into, into account, right? Well, so as we look forward to those people going up for that, um, you know, for that um, uh, summit bid, uh, you know, it'll take them about six days. Typically, you go from uh, base camp up to camp two, you spend the rest day at camp two, then you go up to camp three, arrive there, hopefully around noon, and you rest up. Uh, and then you get up around five o'clock in the morning, you go across the yellow band, the Geneva Spur, onto the South Coal, and hopefully you arrive in mid to late morning, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. You rest up, uh, you're actually resting on about a half a liter a minute of low flow oxygen, and then uh, around eight o'clock that night, you, you head off to, for the summit. Hopefully you make the summit around 5 a.m., maybe 6 a.m. You stay up there for half an hour at the most probably, and then come all the way back down to the South Coal and then down to Camp 2 where you spend the night and then on back down to base camp. So all in all, it's about a six-day uh, effort to get up there. Hey, let me wrap this up with addressing um, a question. Uh, post that I made uh, last week on April 29th, where I, I took a quote from a friend on Facebook to try to illustrate what was going on with the COVID story, since it was so difficult to get anything official. Well, unfortunately, uh, she got upset that I used her quote. And uh, also, there were some unpleasant comments that were made um, that kind of got personal about her. And so, uh, you know, I never intend to make anyone uncomfortable. And so I apologize for this whole incident. You know, anybody that was offended, and especially the individual I took the quote from, uh, it was never my intention to cause anybody to be uncomfortable or to, um, you know, to be a target of anything. So uh, I went ahead and, and removed all the names from the post. I think the posts are very illustrative. They really share uh, kind of what's going on up there. I think they do a really good job of presenting the both sides, both from the climbers and what they're seeing and experiencing, uh, as well as other people. You know, I've, I've always been um, trying to moderate the comments 
comments on my website since I started it back in 1999. And uh, so I set some really good rules for myself. Like, you know, if anybody gets mean or, or um, you know, uh, uh, disrespectful or they cross that line, then I'll moderate that, uh, that comment. But, you know, in reality, I've had very few problems in that last 20 plus years. And I'm very thankful to my readers for that. Okay. This is it for this weekend update. This upcoming week is going to be another week of rotations. Hopefully, it's going to be continue to be good weather. And uh, so, just best of everybody on Everest. Uh, stay safe, stay, stay uh, isolated, and uh, stay uh, virus free. All right, climb on. This is Alan. And remember, memories are everything.